Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. You know what? I'm, here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to flip-flop what we had in the first and the second topic because I do think we get a little LeBron fatigue talking about LeBron. We'll talk about LeBron in 15 minutes. I want to talk about this. Um, Deion Sanders, of course, uh, played at Florida State. He was an incredible player. He's the best cover corner I've ever seen. He's also the best kick returner I've ever seen. Uh, he's been a talented spokesperson. He's been an analyst on TV. And now he's the head coach at Jackson State. And he's taken the mantle of, like, I'm personally going to call out the, that the HBCUs, they got great players. Because, right? you know, we, we see this all the time, by the way, in college basketball this time of year. Our conference, man, our conference, everybody's conference is the best. Oh, unbelievable. Our conference is the best. The best. Here's Dion talking about the NFL overlooking HBCUs. It's not going to happen again. Yeah, it'll never happen again. I know during the pandemic year we got an excuse, but that's not going to happen again. My desire is, is seven to ten players this, this year drafted. Then we're going to try to double that and double that, and then the sky's going to be the limit. I need at least four of our schools and the coaches represented to bring their player that's draftable. we got to go to the draft because I want the kids to see it. I want them to feel it. I want them to touch it. I want them to witness it live so they can say, you know what? I could do that. I could do that. NFL Network, come on, baby. Let's make it happen. I, I, I love it. I love the idea of motivating your kids and seeing what, seeing what it, it, it feels like. Um, I, I just, we do understand the NFL, they, they don't care what level you play at. They're just trying to find the best players, right? I mean, the, the perfect example of the mentality that I think some people have that is so far off. And I don't actually think Dion has this. I think Dion is, he's trying to do this to recruit a higher caliber of athlete. And if you recruit the higher caliber of athlete, you like, which he already has started to do years down the road, you'll have a higher percentage, but like, so, so here's the HBCU thing. People are going to look back and go like, wow, look at all the HBCU. Gottlieb, you don't understand HBCUs. Look at all the players that are hall of famers. And I'm not de- denying it's amazing how many great players have played HBCU football? It should be pointed out that like, there's over 100 HBCUs, right? So we're not talking about a, like a pool of like five schools or like one league where, you know, there's always these players and they just massively overlook. Secondly, like the numbers are very likely to be less, not more heading forward. Like how is that possible? There's more Division One teams than ever. There's more options of a higher caliber of support and competition than it is at HBCU. Now, you're not going to have a Deion Sanders coaching you anywhere else, and that obviously is valuable to people. Guy was an unbelievable player, and he's a really good communicator. I'm guessing he's a pretty good coach. The, the issue is not with Dion, and it's not really with HBCUs. It's the idea of funding and support and who you play against. And, and you know, I've, I've said this for a long time, like, I talked to the guys in Chicago, the previous guys in Chicago who since have been fired, right? And they, they chose Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. And, 
you know, you you have people that are like, you know, the racial implications, the quarterback position, like, no, there's not. Just because they made the wrong decision, <laughs> they went out and looked at, at Deshaun Watson, and he wasn't their guy. He just wasn't. Pat Mahomes, they liked better. They just feared the 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 floor with Pat Mahomes, not the ceiling. And they made a mistake. Trubisky's not as good as the other two. I don't know what the other two would have looked like in Chicago, but it doesn't matter. Anybody would tell you that's a mistake. But it wasn't a mistake that was made because because of racism or you're trying to diminish anybody. Just like the same is true, there's no racism involved with Baker Mayfield being pushed aside for Deshaun Watson, who's got, like, race never comes into factor. Who's the better football player? So it's incredibly disingenuous of Dion to act like, well, we got, I want to have seven and eight this year and I want to have twice that next year. Like, you're going to have to get better players. And to get better players, you also have to get better players that they can compete against every day in practice and then in the games. And it's a, it's a, a completely different deal than the rest of college football, Right. You have FCS that plays, that's 1AA. They play for a national championship. You have FBS, which is the big boys, right? And then you have the HBCUs, which are kind of neither. And some play guarantee games. Dion won't play the guarantee games against the Florida States. He won't play them against the, the other ones. So what? who are you playing? Who are you actually competing against? But we have this, we operate on it like do you do you not think that the NFL would draft guys? They didn't think they're good enough. And if they don't draft them, they don't draft them not because they're an HBCU. They just misevaluated them. That's it. Misevaluate them. And it's one of the reasons I would send my kid to, if he was going to play, to a bigger name school because a lot of times they will miss with a Florida State skill position guy because Florida State has had so many great skill position guys with a Miami guy. With a Michigan guy, with Ohio State guy, those are where the connections are. Anyway, I, I, I don't, you know, Dion doing the "woe is me" of the HBCUs obviously is beneficial to his own program, and you're going to get out of boys from social media and whatever. But the reality of it, like, I don't know if you guys read that article on Howard and Kenny Blakeney and the idea that in order. Minimum investment in order to make a college basketball program is like $4 million. I think that's a very low number. I think it's more in the 10 to 20, and that's not counting the fact that you need a practice facility. You know, forget what you're reading. You need a practice facility, and then you need an entire coaching staff, and you need all these other things. But okay, $4 million, fine. If you think that does it for you, to to, to have a, a legit college football program, you're talking about, you know, in the 150 to 250 million dollars to put you at the starting block with a, uh, and and then you have to get into a power five league or power six league that puts you at the starting block. So I, what what happens is people think you're somehow critical of a school, or I'm just telling you the reality of who they compete against, what pool of players they actually recruit from. The level of visibility, the level of support, and oh yeah, by the way, like all you have to really, really know is that if you think like 
Dion's not telling them anything they don't know about players. They know their players there. But the overwhelming majority of draftable prospects are in the bigger schools. And that's what he's up against. And he knows it. And this is his way of trying to combat it. Brilliant marketing. Brilliant. And taking kids to the draft is, I, I, I guess that's, that's brilliant. I don't know how that, I feel like you take them to a, take them to the, the, the national championship game. This is where we want to be. But if, if playing in the NFL is what he's selling, which I, I guess because he was such a superstar and because of the coach he's surrounding himself with, and that's, we're fine. The, the other issue with it is, like, we're continuing to bury the lead. The difference in the big programs and everybody else is, it's like, let's take Alabama. Nick Saban has, they have unbelievable facilities, unbelievable infrastructure. He has more assistance than anybody else. So you have guys that can individually focus on more a, a, few, a smaller number of athletes and giving them the absolute best attention. The same with their strength and conditioning. They, they, it's the best of the best of the best. They don't just recruit five stars. They got, you got to support the five stars. You got to help them foster their growth. And I think that's, frankly, what's missing. And it's not any fault of Dion's. It's just a fault of the reality of funding. You know, can't run for president without a ton of money. Can't build a college football program without the same. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Hey, forget the losing of late. LeBron is having the time of his life. Do we believe him? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so LeBron says he's having the time of his life. Don't believe me? Here's LeBron after his big win, his big dunk on Kevin Love last night. I'm literally having the time of my life right now. The game is such a beautiful thing. And because I can care less about what the narrative about our team is, I've been... At my point in my career, I don't get involved in that stuff. None of that stuff matters to me. I'm I'm having a blast playing a game of basketball. If it doesn't matter to him, why did he tweet out when guys were signing, when he was signing, they were signing their new team? Hey, keep that same energy with my team. Keep doubting us, right? Ex- explain like that. All I need is a little quick explanation. Give me a little quick explanation, and I'm good with it. The problem with it is it goes so counter to the reality. Yes, last night he had the time of his life. Last night he dunked on Kevin Love. Last night he was amazing in his hometown against his own team. That was great. But, like, ask me tomorrow when we lose. Or ask me after we lost to the Washington Wizards. Or ask me after we just got, you know, trounced by anybody good. No, I, I don't believe that. I just don't. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports. Better Sportsbook. Betters is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, Jason Stewart. Just listening to the um, that soundbite, like, I think of all the things that LeBron James is, uh, good and bad, I think uh, disingenuous is maybe, like, my leading adjective for the guy. Every time the guy speaks, I'm convinced he's not telling the truth. Because on Saturday, 
when he passed Carl Malone on the scoring list and then afterwards was downtrodden saying, I can't celebrate because we just lost. Yeah. And just three days later, on a random win on a Monday night, he's having the time of his life and he doesn't care what the narrative about the team is. Like, what happened in the last 48 hours? Like, I... I, I can, that's a problem, I think, with the perception of that guy is that we're not quite sure he's being square with us all the time. And why does he need to do this? Like pick a, pick a side or or pick a mood and stick with it. Yeah. Um. Yes, but but I also I don't think he's the only one, but I definitely think that he's the most visible one. Where you y- you don't ever feel like you're getting what he really really thinks and. You can only go by his actions and his reaction, whatever. You just you just can't go by it. Uh, but I agree with you. Like he wants to be judged on winning, and then they're not winning this year, and he wants people to pay attention to his stats. Like I thought, that's not what you're about. Yeah, well, that's not what I'm about normally. But we're not winning, so now that's what I'm about. Like I, I'm, I'm just confused by it. You know, I, I. What happens is when you call LeBron on this stuff, you become a LeBron hater. That's not what a LeBron hater does. LeBron Hader, you know, doesn't admit what an amazing player he's been for so long. Okay, but a LeBron realist sits there and goes like, "All right, he's really good, but how much does he affect winning like he used to?" He used to really affect winning. I think he still affects winning greatly, but not more so than anybody else in the league because his stats are not necessarily determinant as to whether or not they win or they lose. That that's what affecting winning does. If you play well, your team wins. If you play poorly, your team does not. Right, that's that's affecting winning 101. So I, I'm I'm with you though. Like he he's been a he, he's been upset with how it's gone. He's been upset with the narrative. I'm sure he hasn't loved no matter what he says. And playing with Russell Westbrook, that does not look like it's con- always a good time. It just doesn't. That's that's real and that's fine. That's human. Okay. But this, I'm having the time of my life, and everybody else has got everybody else is worried about something that I'm not worried about. Like, but we're we're actually just taking your word for it. We're playing off of your reactions. Yes, John Ramos. I know that we as sports people, and you as a commentator and opinionator who pay attention to this stuff on a consistent basis. Take note of things like that. You know, 48 hours he said this, 48 hours he said that. But do the average fans pay attention? No. I think that's, uh, and that's okay. Uh, you, you actually, you probably nailed it right there. Yes. I mean, he's, he's, the average fan isn't even paying attention to the NBA right now. They're right. Checking, they're like, oh, LeBron's having, he's awesome. He had time. That, that's actually how I think the average, I think it's one of the things that, that LeBron has been genius at is he does have these games where he plays great and we in the media sell it. Like he doesn't always play our games, which he's awful. He looks like a thir- awful for him, right? He is a, he's a, looks like a thirty-year-old man that can't move. It takes him a while sometimes to get going in the game against real teams. We don't pay attention to that. I, I my thing is I always try and be fair with everybody. You can't tell all the bad without the good, but you can't tell all the good without the bad. And I and and LeBron has not changed from this perspective. When things go bad, it is always somebody else's fault. Now he doesn't point out it's his, anybody else's fault. And when things go well, it's always LeBron James. He's always the reason. When the truth is somewhere closer to the middle on both. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. My snacks, all I have is a cup of coffee working right now. Oh, I thought it was, it sounded like maybe like a potato chips or maybe like chips. Oh, you mix. know what that is? No, that's mail. Oh, mail. That's mail. <laughs> that's mail. You ever get to where you're like, man, I have, I'm looking at a stack of mail and I haven't yes. gotten to it. Yes, last like, night. Oh, yes. and I'm just, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, that's a big stack. Got the final four next week. I may want to get that stack out of the way before I, before I move on. Not all good news. Um, uh, Fred Greetham joins us. He's senior analyst for Orange and Brown Report, of course, covering the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Fred, let, let's start with the Deshaun Watson thing. When, when you found out Deshaun Watson was a quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, what was your immediate reaction? Well, thanks for having me, Doug. Um, it was a pretty shocking because I had just written all the stories about the Browns showed their hand that they wanted him, but they were turned down. They were the first one eliminated. But when the news came down, it was then, okay, trying to process this, you know, as far as I felt like he was probably the best, when we're talking football, the best possible alternative, a quarterback of the guys that might be available this offseason. But obviously the off the field and the baggage, you know, didn't think this was the direction this this front office would go, but then they ultimately did. Yeah, no, it's just, there's, a, there's a lot to it. Um, okay, let, let, let's start with, because you guys are a fan site, right? Like you guys for hardcore, hardcore Cleveland Browns fans, and there was obviously frustration with, with Baker. Um, what's the balance of Deshaun being better and yet the the – the, the civil stuff and the off the field stuff like is is everybody all in is it I, are we really doing this what what's the general sense of the fans well it's kind of a you know almost you know even among the staff you know some very upset about it you know despite and I think that one of the biggest things is like even the Browns haven't introduced him yet. Um, it's there's not been a lot of you know this is the biggest franchise or the trade and franchise history i would i would um you know i've covered this team for 30 years at least since i've been covering this team and it's kind of like you know sneaking it in nobody's really celebrating because nobody really knows you know what the extent will be with suspensions or how it all shakes out but i do think that the vocal vocal fans are vocal, but I think there's a lot of, you know, as we see, if a team wins, you know, that's kind of kind of what ends up trumping everything. Yeah, nobody cares, right? <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, what about people's well-being and women? And yeah. but we won, yeah. we won, we won a, a Super Bowl. What about Baker? Did you know it was this bad between Baker and the team? Well, I kind of got that feeling, and um, you know, and it's crazy because he you know brought the team back to relevance led him to the playoffs and you know after he threw that interception in the second week you know he tried to play through and for whatever reason you, you judge him on what you see and I know the organization you know stood up for him all the way along I knew there were some rumblings behind the scenes but you know even at the combine we talked privately with Barry and Stefanski. They still, you know, 100% were with Baker. But they had to show their hand when they decided to go in. And I just, and so it's just 
for what they had in mind. They just feel like it's an arms race, especially in the AFC. Everybody has the young quarterbacks that's competing, and it's only got worse this offseason as far as you know competition. So you've just seen them go all in and feel like, you know, okay, we have to sell our soul or whatever we got to do. we got to get you know a better quarterback to take us where we want to go. So it is very um, – in, in Brown's franchise history, Baker's only played four years, and he's already up to, I think, the fourth all-time quarterback in their history behind like guys like Otto Graham and Brian Seib and Bernie Kosar. So he's played well, but they feel like that's what they need is that missing piece. What about – there's also – I mean – Look, you, you you got rid of your top wide receiver and your quarterback. Let Baker, where do you expect him to go? It seems to be drying up. You know, I it almost seems like he could end up in Seattle or he could end up, you know, in Carolina, even if they say they're not interested. But other than that, I don't know what you do. You got an $18 million guaranteed contract. You don't want to just cut him and let him go wherever he wants at this point, I don't think. So I think something will work out. This front office is pretty creative. I mean, a few years ago they traded to get Brock Osweiler just basically to get a second-round pick. So I I think they'll come up with something. But by going out and get Jacoby Brissett, that kind of, you know, I think lessened any leverage they had because um, they don't really, you know, need Baker to fill in, even with Watson – you know, being suspended if he is. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so they have Deshaun Watson. What's the rest of this roster look like? Well, going into last year, I thought this was the strongest roster that I had covered in over 30 years. And they, you know, they, they cut some guys in salary cap moves, but I think they are pretty comfortable with those that they have in replacements. Like, the trade for Amari Cooper, you know, replaces, gives them a number one receiver. And, you know, OBJ kind of derailed things last year in the middle of the season. Um, they were about 500 at the time, and, and then it kind of imploded from inside out the rest of the way. So I've heard that Jarvis Landry is possibly interested in returning. They're talking. I think Jadavian Clowney, you know, he's the biggest question right now. They need an edge. But other than that, the roster's pretty strong. They needed, you know, the quarterback situation settled one way or another. They had to determine if Baker's fallback was because of the injury. Obviously, they determined that it wasn't. And a top wide receiver. And they have addressed both those positions. So, now it's all in the defensive line, edge rusher, interior defensive line. Well, it's going to be fascinating to see exactly how this thing plays out. Fred, really appreciate you joining us. You guys do an outstanding, outstanding job, and we look to look forward to calling on you as we get closer and closer to OTAs and the draft. Thanks for being our guest. Look forward to it, Doug. Thank you. All right, that's Fred Greetham, senior analyst for Orange and Brown Report. Okay, so guys, let, let's. Let's kind of discuss, like, even Fred, he's like, look, man, like, I covered this team for 30 years. He's really, we've just never been that good. But are we doing the right thing here? <laughs> you know? And I kind of think that's where everybody is. It's like, and 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 the, the part that makes it harder is the fact that previous to this, 
No one had a bad word to say about Deshaun Watson. I mean, nobody. Nobody. The, the, the stuff you heard out of uh, Dabo Sweeney, that's not just Dabo doing Dabo stuff. That's like generally how he was regarded as like the perfect off-the-field prospect. Dude, you'd like to have, you know, date your daughter, be in your family. But this the reality of the volume of yeah, the volume of massage therapists is the is the part that's that, that's hurting him. I just it's a I don't know. I, I let me ask you, Dan, Dan. Okay, so so Dan Byers a long time, lifelong Seattle Seahawks fan. If the Seahawks had made this move, what would your reaction be? Yeah, it'd probably be uh, be very similar um, to probably the convict the conflicted feelings that the Browns fans are feeling. Especially to Doug, what what stands out to me is it's not like Deshaun Watson was the only quarterback available. And you use the Seahawks in my example, but if they would have traded that same package for Russell Wilson, you know, in would you you know would you do that deal or maybe maybe the Browns did maybe the Browns didn't, but it's it's not like Deshaun Watson was the only option to improve at the quarterback position this offseason. And it seems like not only did they bring in Watson with the questions, but from the reporting of they were told they were out, but Andrew Barry, you know, was pretty, you know, persistent and still trying to follow up and then finding out that, hey, the next day they are still in it. You know, there were other guys available, but they, you know, they were ready to put their eggs in in this basket and, you know, in a way, I guess, kind of sold their soul because fans are being conflicted. That's the thing that I just – there were other quarterbacks out there, but for some reason, they just wanted Deshaun Watson. Um, and I get I can, the age ahead. and you know and all of that stuff, but you know if your if your roster is as good as it is now, Russell Wilson helps you right now as well. And but they were they were so they were willing they were just so willing to look past this stuff or yeah. to have their information satisfy them that. It almost seems like they just put blinders on in trying to focus, and and that's the bothersome part of it. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with you. Um, I mean, I'm guessing that Andrew Barry probably scouted him when he was in Indy. I think I think when I think Andrew Barry was in Indy when when Deshaun came out, and probably was like, look, he's he's the guy, he's the dude, and you got a chance at a dude. When you have a chance at a dude, you're like, man, there's just it's just different. You're in the playoffs every year. And this is where this is where I I I will I will anyone who wants to tell me that race plays a, a factor in quarterback, I just give you Deshaun Watson. It doesn't have anything to do with him being white or black or even being investigated or now having these these these, these civil things. Okay, he's a dude. <laughs> right, he won a national championship. He's a dude. He's there's like 15 people on earth who can really do this thing well and about seven or eight that are about better than everybody else on earth that, that do this and it's a multi 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 billion dollar industry that's what people care about they, they don't care about you or they they do care about if a guy is going to commit a crime they, they do but not from the I, I think human element of it more it's like yeah well that would be that would look bad that would be bad for our team but I, I, I mean, like, this is the perfect example. Like, 
nobody considers Deshaun Watson anything other than like, okay, how do we balance out the fact there's going to be a bunch of pushback and we don't know how long he's been suspended. On the other hand, that guy can really, really play. Yes, Jason Stewart. The analogy that that I can make as a Dodger fan is the whole Trevor Bauer situation. Now, I know each situation is very different, but how they are similar is this. Uh, Trevor Bauer did some unspeakable things to a woman, supposedly. Um, he admitted to doing most of it. At that point, he can no longer be a Dodger because he, he has admitted to doing something that isn't representative of the Dodgers. And this is, I think, where the Browns are kind of disconnected in this, isn't that when the details come out and he admits to a portion of it, to some of it, to all of it, if it's legal or criminal or, or not, I mean, you're having that guy represent your team for the next five or six your years, city. and that's it's tough. And your city, that's your, that, your city, yeah, and that's your, your city, your franchise, your 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 everything. Now, I, I and I understand that. The owner and the owner's wife, they came out and they're like fully supportive. And and again, I, I'm also willing to believe. Like I'm willing to believe that there's some other forces at play here where I don't know how many of these things are legitimate, but all that has to be legitimate is one. You know? Right? It's just what what you 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 in any way sexually assault one woman, that's enough. That's that's, that's yes. plenty. Um, look, I, I'm one of these people, like, I don't understand inside human being what it would take to, to violate a woman. On the other hand, I also don't know what it would take to lie about somebody about being violated. Both have clearly happened. Both have clearly happened. And yeah, I, 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 I don't, I'm, I agree. Like, here's the other thing about it. Here's the other thing. You make a great, the Trevor Bauer analogy is great. Right, because Trevor Bauer, no criminal charges, right, and by all estimation, she asked him on some level for it to be rough, probably to not not to that level, whatever. We don't know about the inner work. It's not going to come. The details are not going to come out. I'm just telling you right now. And by the way, settling a lawsuit is not an admission of guilt. And I'm not saying this be because I like Deshaun or no Deshaun or anybody else. I'm just telling you that the reason you settle a lawsuit is not just because you don't want people to know the details, but there's all kinds of other details of your life that become public record if uh, if discovery is allowed, right? They go into your credit cards. Remember, all this stuff was paid for by somebody. So anything that he's charged on his credit card, on his debit card, would be part of the record. You know, anything. Anybody that he's met or talked to on Instagram, that becomes public record. There's no chance. There's no chance that Deshaun Watson is going to let this thing go to trial. Okay? No chance. By the way, I get this guy politically petty something or other. Someone tell Doug there were 8 to 10 black guys that could have played quarterback when Warren Moon. and It's not. Warren Moon was 40 years ago. Okay? It's not 40 years ago. It's not the 1980s. It's 2022. I understand that all of you want racism to go away. I do too. But you know what else I want to go away? People who think that everything is racist. (laughs) You know? Like, look, dude, the guy's got 22 civil 
suits against him. And he just got the biggest non-guaranteed contract in the history of the sport. Why? Because he can play football. Do you know why he was drafted or where they're drafted, why they're drafted? Because people want to win football games. The same reason you hire a coach, you hire a GM. That's it. I wish it was I, – I, I wish there were more warm and fuzzies. I wish it was more about something else. It's only about can you play football? Can you lead a team of men? You know? Like, I, I started the show by talking about Jameis Winston has never been charged with a crime, yet he carries a cloud of negativity because of the accusations in college. He was still the number one overall pick. The number one overall pick in the NFL. And he started all but, what, one year in the NFL? I mean, if, if you think race has something to do with it, like you're just not, you're just chasing ghosts of 40, 50 years ago past. You're, 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 you're doing this thing, which is, it's, you're embarrassing yourself. And what you're saying about Trevor Bauer, what we're saying about, it's the same thing. And I think it is going to be, it's going to be fascinating because, Cleveland is treating him as if he's the savior to their franchise. And he may well be. But I don't know how you explain away all the different massage therapists. Even if he did nothing wrong. And I'm willing to believe that there's a, there's a possibility there. Because he hadn't been charged with a crime. That he did nothing wrong. Right? In terms of criminally wrong. He's not even been charged. Civilly wrong. Like, I, I don't believe that even if you pay somebody off. That's not an admission of guilt. Absolutely not. That's an admission that I don't want this thing to go to trial. And you don't have to want to go to trial because you want there you don't want those sorts of details out. There's all kinds of other things in your life which you're paying to remain private. But the the Trevor Bauer thing is a great analogy. Dan, you're you're usually way more sensible than me. Um what do you think? How do you think this thing plays out? Like, it does feel like he gets a lengthy suspension. On the other hand, there's part of there's part of it that says, does he get any time served for last year? I know that's not why he truly sat last year, but it's at least a portion of it. How do you think that portion of it comes out? 40. Oh, sorry, he's working. Dan's doing something else. Jay Stu, what do you think? Eight games? Yeah, there's no way they could do time served, right? And like I think what Peter King, the the drum that Peter King's been um, banging all week is like the NFL has to like overcompensate for this. Like they need to go in and be like, I don't care what that contract says, this is what he's going to be fine, and this is how much uh, how much time he's going to lose, regardless of of the salary and everything like that. That they need to kind of overcompensate and and uh, deliver a big penalty to make a point here. I don't blame Deshaun Watson's team for asking for this ridiculous contract. I tell you, Andrew Barry, what he's done, like, you can sit here and go, like, well, quarterback should have guaranteed co-. What he's done is embarrassing to the league. What they have done, what Jimmy Haslam and Andrew Barry have done, is embarrassing to the NFL. Because okay? what, what you've said, what you've tried to do is manipulate the system so that none of their penalties financially can hurt your relationship with Deshaun Watson. And that's not the spirit of it, and you know it. You know it. What they have done is bad for the league. This is bad business. I don't care what anybody says. Look, dude, he signed a contract with Houston. He never played a down under it. He signed it. Ten months later, he wanted out. He got the money up front. 
Okay, and then said, I want it out 10 months later. By the way, he got the money up front after they had traded away New Hopkins. After, not before. Then he said he wanted changes. They changed the entire organization. Didn't even want to talk to him. Okay, you want out. So then Cleveland's like, hey, guess what? We're going to reward you with a completely guaranteed contract, even though you got paid three years up front and you never played it down in the last one. And, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to take away the NFL's ability to punish you for something that you appear to have been involved in off the football field. Yikes. Yikes. Yikes.